right. Let's get it. Mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast, just made of course. Back with another episode, man. First and foremost, I want to thank all the supporters, listeners, anybody who shared the podcast, listen to the podcast, uh, hit me up about the podcast in the last couple weeks. Definitely shout out to y'all. Without y'all, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast thing and I wouldn't have the motivation. So definitely shout out to all the um, listeners, the audience. Uh, I don't know, I don't like calling people fans, but just supporters and people who like to listen to the podcast that uh, give me feedback and listen to it and then give me. Uh, we have dialogue and they comment on certain videos and things like that. So definitely shout out to y'all, man. Um, uh, uh, so real quick, uh, the last episode I did, which was a thinking out loud slash thank you episode. It was for a guy that I worked with um, and he taught me a lot. So shout out to him, definitely. Uh, those are super important to me when I'm doing those episodes because a lot of times, you know, we wait. I think as people, we just wait sometimes to say some, tell somebody thank you or we don't do it in real time for whatever reasons whether you're going through something you beefing and this is not me and that person's uh energy like we got good energy you know what I'm saying it's nothing like that but I'm saying like sometimes um at least in the culture that I, I live in uh, a lot of times we won't praise somebody a, in real time we'll wait until something good happens for them or we'll wait until something bad happens to them and you know I use I use that uh series of thank you to to do things when one people least expect it. Two, it's been on my mind for a while, and I don't want to just have it there. And then I'm one of the people that's saying it. Uh, you know, when something bad happens or if something good happens, and it just seems um, commercial, like don't seem real. One thing about me and my content, I, I try to be as authentic as possible um, as I can be on here. I was not gonna come on here and say every single thing I've done in my life, or you know, just some say something retarded, or, or uh, I shouldn't use that word. Say something silly. Um, but I try to be as authentic to the craft as I possibly can when it comes to topics or when it comes to uh, talking about people. You know, I'm a people person, so um, when it comes to talking about people and people that I care about, people that care about me, I try to be as, as authentic as possible as I can when I'm on a mic and I'm on camera because I think it's important to to have that. So anything I ever do on here and say on here, is, trust me, it's authentic. Whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, whether I'm coming at somebody, which I've done, I've, I've been known to do, or whether I'm I'm, I'm picking up somebody. It's always an authentic uh, feeling and reason behind it. So I want to get that out of the way. So shout out to RJ and shout out to anybody who watched that. If you watched it and you liked it, cool. If it wasn't for you, I understand. But those thank yous are super important. It's not about a view. All I needed was one view and I was for him to see it and I was fine. But for y'all that watched it and liked it and shared it, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, those, when I, when I talk about stuff like that and I talk about people like that, I mean it. It's been on my mind for a while. I'm trying to get those thoughts out and... Rather than me shoot a text to somebody, because a text is cool too, because they can screenshot it, save it, heart it. But to have a visual, you know, what if something happened to me? What if, you know, what if something happens or whatever to anybody within that situation, and you want to play that back? You know, some moments you can't like really relive, and that's when you can relive. You can relive watching that video. So I try to get them thank yous out um, when I can. One good reason why I do it now when it's in my mind is because the first thank you I did was for a guy named Russell, um, who was like a big brother to me. I don't have a big brother, right? But he was like a big brother to me. And I was going to do one for my uncle, who was like a father figure to me. And my uncle passed before I can do it. I kept saying, I'm going to do it, 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 I'm going to do it. Never did it. He passed, and I feel like, damn. Even though we had talks, and we always talked to each other, and I always expressed how how uh, important he was to my life and how much um, I loved everything he, he, he done for me, everything he taught me, whether it be vicariously through him with his things he done in his past and his life, and I'll make them choices, or whether it be just how I see him maneuver through certain things, whether it be women, 
whether it be in the streets, whether it be a fight, whether it be an argument, just how smooth and authentic and how uh, he was able to maneuver in certain situations. I always applauded that and I looked up to that. And I wasn't able to do that because he passed away. And I was so hurt when he passed away. I ended up doing a video afterwards and I did one for him. So that was cool. But I just wish that he could have seen it, you know, in, in, in HD and, you know, with my content, how it's, how it's grown and um, the quality. I wish he could have seen it because when I talk about people, what I'm finding is um, I did one for, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Damn. Oh, Karma Casanova. I did something for Karma Casanova. Not for him, but I talked about it one time before I met him, didn't know him from nothing. I talked about it one time. Just means knowing his story. He had done ten years. He came home. He was on a ball with the music and just doing different things. I'm like, yo, he got motion. And I remember that video kind of went up. I remember him sharing it. And then when I finally did meet him months down the line, he hit me up. I was like, yo, I be showing this video to girls and all this other stuff. Da da da. And I was like, hmm, all right, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because here it is. I just said something to say something. I wasn't saying it for him to do that. I wasn't saying that for him to go around showing people. But he's telling me like, yo, that meant a lot to me that I saved it somehow, whatever, you know, I got it here where I can pull it up when I'm around some women and be like, yo, look what he said about me. Look at, you know, that's dope. So I, knowing how powerful these words are that I'm saying, how, uh, how much people are looking at the things I'm saying, uh, I try to, you know, be authentic as possible and I like to do it when I can. So when it's in my mind, I do it. I don't do it for a, a thank you or, you know, for, to get people teared up or to make people, you know, feel a way about me. I do it cause it's really on my chest and I want to get it off. So, um, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on that being that long. Sorry. I didn't get to the damn, <laughs> to the damn podcast yet. Well, without further ado, let me start the podcast off with some music, I guess. Uh, let's get it. My check, my check, my check, my check, my check, my check. One massive podcast. Uh, 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 uh. Hey baby, you're driving me crazy. Uh huh. I'm so proud, baby. Yo, lady. I sing about. Oh, what you know about this song, man? Why not? Okay. Okay. And I love you love. Uh, why? I place no one above. Hey, 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 hey. No matter what, baby. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Mic check, mic check. Border Masters podcast. Let's get it. Second verse. Uh huh. I hear you. I got control of you, baby. Hey, hey, hey. I'm the greatest. I like that part, man. Hold up. Run that back a little bit. 
My check, my check. I ain't gonna lie, I like that part, man. Like that part is my favorite part, man. I I, I like this song in general, but you know, I, I I've been 30 since I was 12, so let's let's start there, right? <laughs> No matter what. Mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check. Mortal Masters podcast, I mean, of course. Let's go ahead and mute that right quick, all right? I was looking for something to talk about later, but it was fine. Look, man, mic check, mic check, Mortal Masters podcast, I mean, of course. I'm back with another episode, man. And, uh, yo, I want to start with this, man. Look, so I had the um, pleasure of uh, hosting, right? So I've been doing a lot of, not a lot, but I've been doing some hostings in the past uh, year and some change. And I'll be honest with you, man. <sighs> It's a, it's an experience, man. It's an experience because, you know, hosting is really, you know, people think of it as, you know, you're just speaking, and but you're really controlling the crowd. You know, you you are setting the tone, setting the mood. You're going subject to subject. You're going through a itinerary if there is one. Um, and you still have to kind of work around timing and, and making sure everything goes scheduled, still be entertaining, still mix and mingle with the people, be funny, uh, knowing to be serious, emotional, intelligent, when to dumb it down. It's a lot that go into hosting. I'm not going to lie. That is not my favorite thing to do, right? But shout out to my guy, Carlton T. Clay, man. Um, if you remember him from doing Fire Nights, he's done so many things, but just in my platform-wise, we did Fire Nights together. We had that podcast for about two, two, two years and some change. And don't get me wrong, it's not ended per se, but we don't do it as often, but we can always start back up here and there. Um, we probably do an episode once a year just to kind of keep the ball rolling. But we did Friday nights, had a bunch of episodes, very great run, had some radio time, radio play, magazines. We had we did some some phenomenal um, uh, 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 actors and just famous people, um, far interview wise goes. But you know he is more known for his uh, artistic side, uh, being a director, film producer, writer, you know um, things of of sorts. And um, so he had his 20th year anniversary for Victory Productions Network, VPN, which is his uh, production company. And uh, he started in 03, obviously 20 years, right? And man, I want to say thank you, Carlton. Thank you for uh, a lot. Well, thank you to me at first for hosting. I don't, I don't think I come up as a host I know I host my own podcast. I know I got my own thing going here, but it's just me here right now. I mean, I can do a room. You know, I can do a little room, a little small room. Uh, but it's just me here right now. So, you know, to be entertaining in front of a bunch of people, for you to think of me that way, to be able, or for you to think that I'm capable of that, definitely shout out to you, man. Um, so he asked me last year, let's start there. <laughs> let's start, hold up. Let's start there. Hold up. Let's start with Carlton asking me a year ago about hosting his VPN celebration dinner this year, like t- like this year, yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. When he said it, I said yes because it's my man. It's Carlton. You ask me something, you know, I, I'm not that type of friend. You know, if I can come through, I'm coming through. And I I really didn't know if he was gonna go through it. That's a year in advance. Like we black, bro. Like. like 
<laughs> we black, right? When people say they're going to do something, it's like a year in advance, you're just like, you're lying. You know, you're like, lying, man. Like, like, come on. Like, we, we, ain't, we ain't, you know, that, that ain't how we wired. I just said, yeah, like, all right, cool. I hadn't heard nothing about it for a while. So really didn't think it was even going to go down. But me knowing Carlton, I should have known. He's very uh, p- particular in, in how he set his, his things up and, 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 and detail in how he uh, structures his events and anything he's a part of. So I really should have known. But I thought he would be too busy because he's like one of the busiest people. You think I'm busy? Carlton is busy. You know, he's always, he's always filming, shooting movies, shooting shows, uh, doing his own thing, VPN mag, filming in North Carolina, filming in California, coming back to Augusta, going to Atlanta, going to a war show, filming this, filming that. It was always a bunch of things he was doing, so I kind of didn't think it was going to happen. But anyway, it happened, right? So uh, I want to say, man, shout out to him, man. Let's let's start there. I want to take it off of me for a minute. You know, uh, 20 years of anything, man, that is, that is beyond honorable, man. 20 years of anything. You know, I'm 33 right now, and I can't even think of anything consistent I've done for 20 years besides... I don't know. I can't think of nothing. I, don't think, I was trying to be funny, but I couldn't think of nothing to be funny about. But yeah, you know, I, I I just can't think of anything that I consistently twenty. I mean, being a brother, of course, being a being a son, you know, cool. That's the only. But that's that's a, that's a, that's that's given, you know, like something you choose to do, and you just stick with it for a dub, like twenty years. To put in perspective, uh, I think about myself, right? So I've been doing podcasts since 2016, which would make it uh, seven years for me, right? So this is, I'm close, right? I'm close to half of what he's done. Then I think about where I worked at, and I, I've been there for, in, in April, going on 10 years, and I've been pretty consistent and good at that. And that's, a, I need that to survive. So that's like something, nobody choosing to work, like you have to work, right? So even I put it in that perspective, I can't think of too many things that I've done for 20 years, being consistent, dedicated, a dub, like 20. To put it in perspective even more, think about 20 years, what it means. Like people, when people take a life, they're given 20 to 25 years. That's a life sentence. So you think about 20 years and what it's synonymous with, it's synonymous with life. 20 years is synonymous with life, like meaning He's, and, he, we're, and don't get me wrong, he's, he's not super old than me. Like, he's in his 30s. But, like, he has 20 years. He has a life, like, in, 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 when you put it in perspective, right? He has been consistent for a lifetime at something. Like, like come on, man. Clap it up for my guy. Like, that's crazy. That's a, that, 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 chill, chill. That, that's an insane stat. 20 years? You know, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not a fake person. I'll be honest, like, uh, the celebration, dinner, stuff like that, I, I'm not big on, like, doing, like, big things like that, right? And, of course, I'm one of the hosts, and I'm going to support my man because my man, but you got your preservation or something, like, no. Yeah, I'm walking around, I'm looking at him, still, like, you know, you're still, like, you're not thinking about it at the time. You're like, I'm here, but, you know, we're going to rock out, do what we're going to do. And as the show went on, mind you, I, some of these things I'm seeing it firsthand. I'm hosting, but I'm seeing it firsthand. I'll get to, I'll get into hosting later. But I'm seeing it firsthand, and we watched some videos. He had a video of going from, like, the history of, of, of VPN from 
when he first started 03, 04, 05 to, to, to now, and you watching that progression, like you watching the freaking, I'm about to curse, you watching uh, the evolution of, 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 of the quality of content, like the quality, like we talking about plays being, being like plays with, with loud audio or low audio and, and you not be able to, to, to see who's who if you're not up close, like the quality ain't really that crisp. You know what I'm saying? The writing is cool. It's not crisp. You know, it's room for improvement, a lot of things, but it's passion there, it's dedication there, right? You go on to the next thing, and it's like, I right, you see the quality go up a little bit. You know, you see the writing get a little better. You see the acting getting a little better. So now he ain't got to go pick anybody he want. He's getting real people that's acting and that's, and that's taking the craft seriously. Then you go four more years ahead, and you're like, Oh, okay, okay. The audio getting a little better, you know what I'm saying? The visuals getting a little better. All right, but we still in this kind of the same uh, type of, uh, uh, of content as far as the writing goes. Then you go four more years in advance, you're like, oh, shit. people taking their clothes off a little bit, but kind of secular. All right, Carl, you know what I'm saying? Like you start to see that, that, that growth in just penmanship, that growth in, in uh, the vision for the type of content you're putting out. And you're starting to watch that. You're like, damn, okay, you're getting a little better and better. Mind you, we only like three phases in. We ain't even done the phase four and five of, of, the, of the four four years here and the four years there. Then you go forward and you see, okay, cool. You start talking about movies and 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 and, and branching out to out, out of state. We're getting out of state actors in, in the Carolinas and the, the the Charlottes and things of that nature. And again, the visual moves up. All right, you know, cool, cool. And then you get to that, that like, and I'm, I'm saying final because of the video, which we'll get into in a minute. I'm saying final because of the video. I'm not writing him off and telling him he's done. No, I'm not doing that. But you get into the very ending of that visual that he posted, that he, that he played at the uh, event, celebration dinner. And you get into that and you see, like, the evolution at its, at its, at its peak, so to speak. Visual, dope. Uh, uh, acting, crisp. Writing, crisp. Vision, crisp. Multiple scenes, I mean, multiple angles. Like, you getting a full-fledged film. Let's not, let's, let's not forget him, you know, paying out of pocket for however many long years and not being able to pay actors for however many long years and then getting calls from Maverick and, and, and Tubi and, like, being able to put the films on these on these big platforms because he getting, he's getting... Uh, pay for his movies, like, to see that evolution, we talking 20 fucking years, man, like, 20 years, bro, it's a long time, so as I sit there and I watch, and I'm like, damn, you know, it kind of changed my opinion, whether this was, like, something that was, like, super, super crazy to celebrate, because you hear it, you hear it, 20 years, cool, you hear somebody did a life sentence, cool, but you think about it, it's a life sentence, like, it's a life, but you think about it in perspective of what you've done, and what you have done for that time, that time span, what you what you could have done and whatever. And I think of the fact that I've been doing things for a long time. I've been podcasting for a while. I've been working at where I work at for a while. I've been a, a father for a while. My daughter's only 11. I only work where I worked at for almost 10 years. I've only podcasted for seven years. Like, it ain't even half of that. So to put it in perspective for a person like me, I was like, damn, that is a lot for somebody who's not even... 10, 12 years older than me, you know, like that's, that's a big deal. So definitely shout out to him for 20 years of anything, man, is, 
it's, it's, it's nothing to, to just shrug your shoulders at and, and act like it ain't enough. 20 years is a long time. 20 years of, of, of commitment, 20 years of dedication, 20 years of trial and error, 20 years of learning, 20 years of failures, 20 years of wins, 20 years of losses, like 20 years of, of, of writing, 20 years of relationships, 20 years of networking, 20 years of traveling, 20 years of feeling like, like, do I want to do this? And, and, and still being like, yes, I do, like, and, and doing it and getting better. That's, that's 20 years of a lot of different things, 20 years of growth, 20 years of evolution, 20 years of different versions of yourself. You know what I'm saying? 20 years of fallouts, 20 years of new relationships. It's, if you think of 20 years and you think about all that can happen within that time, that is insane. That is insane. So... Definitely, man. Shout out to him for 20 years of anything, man. One more time, man. Shout out to my guy, man. Shout out to Carl, you know. 20 years is crazy. Um, I did win the bet. He did cry. Yo, Carl, I had, to, I had to say it, you know. But 20 years, bro. 20 years. I think if you do 20 years of anything, you should cry. 20 years of marriage. 20 years of of, of being clean of, of drugs. I shouldn't have took it there. I'm sorry. I know that was that was a little much. I, I shouldn't have took it that far. But but 20 years of anything is, is a big deal. 20 years of, of, of working on a job and you retire. 20 years of going to doing jail time, you know, 20 years of anything should all, always be celebrated and be um, talked about because it's not only 20 years of whatever we're saying it is, it's 20 years of that plus whatever went into them 20 years. 20 years is, is real tumultuous, you know what I'm saying? That could be a that could be 20 tumultuous years. Yo, first of all, shout out to me for using these big words, man. Like, let's clap it up for myself real quick. Clap it up for me for having a good vocabulary, all right? We're going to start right there. And, 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 you ain't heard tumultuous from a black man since Walt Frazier. Let's, <laughs> let's start there, right? So shout out to Cotton Clay, man, and uh, his 20 years. And I'm not going to lie. Anybody watching this that's, that's doing something, that's dedicated to something, that has something that you know, they care about and, and, and wholeheartedly uh, uh, is, is, are, is invested in, I wish you 20 years, man. Like, I, I, wish, I wish 20 years of greatness or 20 years of dedication commitment to something to anybody watching this shout out to Carl clay for achieving that before he even 40 years old because sometimes people don't find people don't find what they're good at or what what they value or what their passion is until they until they in their 20s or 30 sometimes depending on who you are sometimes 40 like so to find that early on and, and and just keep that commitment dedication um to 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 a dream, to a passion, and to be able to uh, start from where he started from and take it to where he took it, that is crazy. Anybody watching, by the way, you know my favorite uh, content from Carlton is is anything that I'm in. So I got two seasons of the Main Way. If you go to uh, VPN uh, website, I'll put it in the, in the description, and uh, I got two seasons of Main Way. Right, I got time, so let's talk about it, man. When I um when I was uh talking about uh, when I was when I was hosting, one of my points was uh the amount of respect I have for people that act, right? Reason being because you you watch a movie, you see a movie, you like oh that's trash. I used to always say stuff is trash. Ah, that's trash. I would say anybody's art is trash if I didn't like it, if it didn't appeal to me. It was trash, right? And you do that until you step in somebody's field. You step in somebody else's arena, somebody else's world. And I'm calling and asking me one time, like, hey, can you come do a scene for me? My first scene was my shirt off. Let's start there because I am not muscular at all. I'm not muscular at all, all right? 
Am I handsome? All right, you know, you're going to be reasonable here. I'm all right. I'm decent. You know, I'm a good seven, you know, 7.5. You know? But but I said, all right, cool. I did that. That was no lines, really. Then the next one I had, I had about two, three lines, four lines, five lines. I think I did a great job there. I took it serious, but it was I was shy. I was timid because I'm around actors. I'm in their world. I don't act. They act. I don't want to mess up and waste somebody's time. So I'm kind of like out my element, right? And then he hit me and said, yo, I'm going to get your own show. Once again, black people. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. I ain't thinking really going to do it. He sent me a script one day. I'm like, all right, bet, bet. Let's, let's rock out. I ain't think we're really going to rock out. He said a date for start filming. I'm like, all right, bet, bet. Let's film. And he was dead ass about filming. I'm like, all right, shit, I ain't read these lines. And I didn't take season one serious like I should have took it. I wasn't dedicated. It wasn't committed. I just kind of thought I could show up like I've done previously because everything was so last minute before. And I was filling in that I could. I thought I could do it that way. Boy, was I wrong, right? I sat back and I watched him. Anyway, like, I support it. People, and all y'all supported it. I, and I definitely appreciate y'all. Nobody said, you horrible actor. But I watched it and said, ugh. I was disgusted. You know, we live in a ratchet-ass, disgusting small town. I was disgusted, right? Shout out to Slim for the drop. I was disgusted myself. I said, okay, he said, we're going to do a season two. I bet COVID happened. A lot of things happened. So season two was a long, I gained about 20 pounds. (laughs) And I'm probably like 170 in season one. I'm like 200 in season two. But anyway, um, anyway, I took season two super serious, right? Try to learn my lines. I acted it out. I had to read through it. My, my daughter read through it. My sister. I wanted to read through it. And I really wanted to engulf myself into what this character was going to be. And I feel like I did a better job season two. But I say that to say, you know, it, it, it gave me an appreciation for uh, actors and actresses. Because here I am for years and years calling people stuff trash and they work trash. And you don't know what they putting into the work they doing. You don't know. Like, I'm calling something trash. Meanwhile, somebody done stayed up hours upon hours upon hours studying for this line, studying for this role, uh, trying to get in the character, doing certain things to get in the character, whether it be, you know, engulfing themselves into being, engulfing, that's dead with these words anymore, but engulfing themselves into, you know, whatever the character may be, whether it be a crackhead. Why I keep going to crack? I don't know. Why I keep being a crackhead? Whether it be a, a mother, a bad mother, a pastor, a preacher, you know, a drug dealer, and you the furthest thing from street, like, and, and, and people being able to engulf themselves into those lanes, into that role, into those characters. And I was for years just saying, trash, 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 until I had to do it. And I was like, oh, trash, 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 trash to myself. And so I developed an appreciation for art in, in general, not just actors, actors and actresses. I did, though, for them, but the art in general. So, like, I don't call movies trash. I, I might say... The writing could be a little better. Can I write a movie? No, but I'm not going to call it trash. I try to critique at a different level. And all that's due to Carlton Clay. So shout out to him once again. Um, 20 years of teaching people things. 20 years of being a first. Pause, whatever you want. But being a first people. Like, that was my first shot at acting. I interviewed people on the red carpet during that event. That was a lot of their first time acting. So you're getting people first time acting. They going on to do big things. You're giving people... Spotlight, you're giving people uh, a, 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 a different outlook on themselves and their talents. You're pulling talents out of people. I would have never said I could act. I can't act per se, 
you know, but I, I telling speaking, I got some acting credits. So shout out to Colin Clay once again. Let's start there. Um, shout out to Colin Clay, man. Shout out to Colin Clay. Uh, another thing was, you know, the 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 hosting. I have a a a, a very very uh, newfound respect for anybody who hosts things. One thing I can say I learned uh, during this hosting is that you know. With all due respect, it's no way Will Smith would have gotten on that stage and slapped me and I did nothing. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I would look for any reason to get off that stage. I was nervous up there. Uh, and I don't get nervous too crazy, but I was like, please, somebody come up here and try me so I can whoop some ass just so I can get sit down. I'm playing. But in all seriousness, it was, it was, it was, it was nervousness there. Um, you don't know if the crowd going to laugh. Uh, you know, you might look at that one person that's not laughing. They're just like this. That throws you off a little bit. Like, is the joke funny? You hear laughs, but you're like, damn, this person not laughing. What's going on? Like... Bro, you, you, you good? Can you not? So it's like a lot of that going on. Um, pacing yourself, timing, uh, knowing when it's joking is, is going to be, if the joke going to be perceived well. It's a lot that go into hosting um, an event, an award show, especially something as important and as serious as the 20-year anniversary. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, clap it up for myself. But, you know, hands on that. I had a co-host, uh, Ms. Renetta DeBose. Uh, she's from the news station. Uh, top-notch professional. Um, Try to get on podcast a few times. She answered me back, but it's all good. But, you know, um, definitely got a lot of respect for her and her craft. I thought it was great to be up there with a news anchor. Like, my my media, how I, how I mediate through my media, you know, um, it's different. You know, it's a little different um, than what I might be used to. Uh, I'm a different form of media. And her being a I'm a different form of media, and her being on, you know, the news station, uh, uh, you know, a, a big um, station that's backed by a bunch of funds and things like that. Um, I always try to pick up what I can learn. I think the dopest thing about me uh, doing a red carpet and me hosting with her was that she she said something to me, and I I I don't take it uh, I don't take it lightly. She said uh, I asked her if she want to step in and do any kind of red carpet interview, and she was like, Hey, look, I'm loving your line of questioning and. And what you're doing is great. You got it. I don't mess your flow up. It meant a lot, a little bit. At the time, I was like, oh, you know, I really want, I really just wanted you to, you know, kind of step in so I could step off for a second. But in 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 retrospect, I thought about it. I'm like, damn, this is a news anchor. She's on the news as a, she's an anchor in the news, and she's telling me I'm doing a great job at media at broadcasting right now. So uh, man, definitely clap it up for her too. You know, dope, dope co-host. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Yeah, man, shout out to her, man. So, um, yeah, man, and I don't want to spend too much time. This is me thinking about it. Man, shout out to Colin Clay once again. It's not a thank you to him per se, but thank you to him in all, in all reality. Um, me personally, I wouldn't even know a lot of the context I know. wouldn't have a lot of the uh, wherewithal I have. One thing I find I used to taught me how to do was to make a lot of something out of nothing. I learned that from Colin Clay uh, hosting, hosting Fine Ice with him because uh, at one point we had a deal with two radio stations and... Uh, we had to give them two hours of material, two hours. And I think at one time we were recording twice a week, two hours, twice a week. And I'm still, and I'm still doing more than the master. He's still doing what he's doing. And it's times where um, we couldn't, like, it was nothing happening that week. We, it was all news. It wasn't like we was interviewing. So we had to, you know, come up with different topics and different things to talk to people about and, and different, uh, have different takes on certain topics so that we can stretch the conversation to be two hours. 
And I learned a lot with media during that time period because I was able to uh, grow myself, him as well, with conversation, with listening, with uh, giving feedback, with having a strong long take, with having short takes, sharing a microphone with multiple people. Like So um, that taught me a lot, and I don't think I'd be where I'm at today if I didn't do Finite. That was like a boot camp for me to be better at more than a master's, I feel. So once again, shout out to Carlton Clay, man. You're going to keep shouting him out. Man. He's just a, a great person. Um, so I did what I did. What, I want to talk about two things real quick before I get out of here. So I'm going to try to do my thinking out, I want to try to do my thinking out loud a little differently now. I want to try to do it where I end with something from the book. If you know what this book is, right? If you know what the book is, I don't know if it's going. Hopefully I'm messing up now because I got it on auto. But anyway, if you know what the book is, the book says the story of my life, and there's like little things in there that it asks you a question, and you kind of post a right diary. I'm not a writer. I don't write diaries, but I definitely speak on a microphone, so I don't mind telling that here. I want to end my thinking out loud from now on with an excerpt from here, and I and I talk about it that way, hopefully. And if I don't have nothing to do thinking out loud, I'll do multiple from here. If y'all cool with that, give me a thumbs up. And they're saying YouTube. <laughs> I'm in the joke mode. I got to chill. It's that hour they gave us, man. That hour they gave us got me in a joke mode. I'm joking the whole podcast. I'm trying to be serious. I'm joking the whole podcast. But um, anyway, so I seen a meme, and I... It made me think of some people that I know and um wanted to talk about it for a second. Get y'all get y'all get your thoughts and opinions on it. It says, um, your triggers are your responsibility. It isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Um I I I when I seen that, I, I thought of a few things, right? First thing I thought of was Damn, that's accurate. And damn, that's right. There's so many people in this world that uh, you'll say something and like they think it's okay to get upset. They think it's okay to treat you a certain way. They think it's okay to uh, lash out because something you said is a trigger to them. That's a you problem. You know, if certain words or certain phrases or a way a person acts is triggering to you, that's a you problem. Like the best advice I can give somebody that 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 has that going on or that 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 fits far description wise is if it's a you problem and it's something that's triggering you, stay away from the triggers. So if it's a per, if the way a person acts triggers you, don't be around that person. If something someone says triggers you, don't speak to that person. If something someone does triggers you. Don't be around that person. If there's things that are triggering you, don't be around those things until, right, until you can be around that person, those things, those actions, and be okay. Easier said than done, I'm pretty sure. But that's just the only answer. It's it's no other answer, right? The world doesn't have to tiptoe around you. It's it's so many self-centered people in this world that think that because because of your experience with something, I now have to act this way. That is crazy. Now, if you're my person, you know, whatever case may be, and you've been through this domestic violence, of course, yeah, me saying I knock you, it's, it's not funny. Now, if, if you ain't been through nothing like that, we just playing and that's cool because there's no triggers there. That's something different, right? But I'm talking about, like, just people you're speaking to in Pat. Like, Miss Pat don't owe you nothing. Like, she ain't got a tiptoe. She don't have to be around you, bro. <laughs> like, sis, bro, whatever. Like, Miss Miss Pat, just, just mind her business. 
She says something and it happened to be a trigger for you. You got to deal with that. That ain't even Pat problem. Pat don't know you. Y'all just work together. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just go to school together. Y'all just see each other in passing. Y'all don't know each other. And I think that's that's a, a, a big thing. So many people in this world, I hate when I talk like that. So many people in this world uh, feel like the world has to tiptoe around them because they just been through the most shit in the world. Newsflash, we all go through things. We all going through something. You know, um, every person, somebody watching this, I could smile all day. I could be going through something. I can't sit here and say, oh, man, you said the word light bill. It's pissing me off because my lights is out. Like, now I'm going to knock your lights out. I got to stop joking for real. No, but seriously, like, you can't. <laughs> 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 You can't you can't expect the world to tiptoe around things because you have problems. It don't work that way, man. Like if you got problems and they and they you issues, you gotta handle that before you come outside. You know? You know you can't fight, don't be places where they can't fight. All right. You know, you know you can't joke, don't be laughing at people when they're getting joked on. These are things you learn early on. This is like early uh social skills. Same thing with triggers, man. Something triggering you. Don't be around your triggers unless you're trying to overcome them. And in that, in that, in that, in that, in that uh, facet, then cool. But don't expect the world to tiptoe around it because you've been through it. Because we've all been through something. If that's the case, the world would be mute. If you're just, come, if you're just going tiptoe around everything somebody got a problem with. You got an ego issue, don't be around niggas that's getting to it. All right? All right. As a man, you got an ego issue, you stay around some broke men. And so, or, or, or you, 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 you. You surround yourself with things that don't trigger you. And that's another thing with triggers. We got to really, I think, like, it's the difference between something that's triggering you and something that just, like, it's, 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 a, it's insecurity, right? Because a trigger is something like you've been through something and it's tri- all right, cool. Sometimes people think they triggers are triggers and it's really just insecurity. But that's a different conversation I ain't trying to have right now. Triggers versus insecurity would be a good, be a good episode. Be a good podcast topic too. I might write some notes down on that and, and think about doing that. Triggers versus insecurity because a lot of times we think things are triggers. It's not triggers. And if it is triggers, it's just triggering your insecurity. But triggers are really things like you've been through something, you got some kind of, whether it's PTSD to it or whether it's just like something you've been through that's like it bothers you, it 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 it, it puts you in a certain um mode, a defense mode, whatever the case may be, certain, certain mood and words or phrases or certain things remind you of that and then you might lash out or you act a certain way those are triggers but insecurity is just because you you know you know you're not the man in your house or you know you're not the man in your relationship you know saying you don't you don't drive or uh i don't know you can't pay your bill whatever that those are those are insecurities that's not triggers you know so um yeah oh the hell but uh, yeah. So I want to read a part of the book, though, man. Let's get damn read that over here. All right. So I'm gonna end with this. Read part of the book. Let's see. All right. Describe your first job. No, let's not do that. Describe your first job. What was my first job? Like, so you know where I'm from. Like, I had a few jobs, but I guess your first official job. I'll do two, two today. So my first official job. Um, I worked for summer, summer, summer youth 
some of you might as well say, in, in, in New York, and it's my last year there. And um, I worked at a old folks home, which you think, oh, you like old people, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, I love my grandparents. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> I love my grandparents. I happen to have an old soul. Um, that first job, i not going to lie, I hated it, right? I want to tell you something I learned in that first job, though. Uh, so the first task they gave me, the very first task, it was, uh, hey, it's a game room downstairs. You just go ahead and sweep and mop it. Cool. So I go down there. It's an older guy. I guess that's his real job. He's sweeping. All right, cool. He's like, you can just go ahead and mop. I said, all right, bet. I grab the mop. I ring it out. You know, get ready. I'm going crazy mopping. Yo, I'm mopping like Hakeem was was mopping in um, Coming to America. I'm just going crazy. I'm going wild, right? Um, he said, yo, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. I said, what's up, bro? He was like, yo, pace yourself, man. Like, chill. You here till five, bro. Calm down. I was like, he right. I'm I'm 14, but I don't know what's going on. I'm 14, right? So, you know, I said to say, describe my first job. I still don't know what we were supposed to do. I'm assuming we just were janitors. The job description didn't say janitors, and I read the job description. I was kind of a nuisance at the job, though, because I started to be a problem. I feel like every day they make me wash dishes and just do stuff. I'm like, yo, I ain't here to wash dishes and take out trash. Like, where does this get me in life? At that age, I thought that a job meant, like, you was doing something that was going to, like, help you further in life. And I was like, well, I do this shit at home. Like, I take the trash at home. I wash dishes at home. Like, I could stay home for that. You know, like, I couldn't because I want to get paid. But I could stay home for that, right? And as I think about it now, I realize that, no, it did help me out a lot. Like, and me being the way I was, I, I needed to be that way. So I could not be that way now. And what I was was a problem. I, I looked up the job description. I'm doing things that I need to do because that was easy money. If it's just things I'm doing at home and I'm not getting paid for that home, what was the problem? What was the problem? It was no problem. I made it a problem because I didn't want to do the things. I made it a problem because I felt like I knew more than them. I made it a problem because I was young and thought I knew more than I really knew. And I didn't, which brings me to another topic I want to talk about before I, next, before I get to the next question was, you know, a lot of times people, you know, we... When we're a certain age or whatever, that's any age, whether you teenage, preteen, 21, 25, 26, together, regardless, um, I think sometimes people feel like when you bring up age, it's to uh, downplay them. They feel downplayed when you bring up age. I know I used to feel the same way. Oh, you on such and such, you don't know what's going on. You feel you feel downplayed, downsized. You just feel you feel disrespected. Like You feel like, like I'm like you, what you mean? But you're really not like them. Right? Somebody that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I'm 33. They're not like me. We're not the same. I, I might, I'm not saying that I'm smarter than them or I'm better than them or that they're beneath me at all, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm wiser. I've seen a lot of things. And I've probably seen that person at that age, at that, wherever they at, if they're 20, if they're 19, and, 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 and whatever version of them they got right now, I have seen that version multiple times. I have seen some decisions they're going to make be made multiple times. So sometimes when you're saying that, oh, you're not, you're not, you wouldn't understand or, you know, you're still young. It's not a diss, it's not a disrespect. It's me telling you, like, 
I've I've seen some things, and you'll be okay. You got you got like some grown up to do, and there's nothing wrong with having grown up to do, man. Like, let's like, let's, let's start there. Ain't nothing wrong with somebody telling you, you got to grow up a little bit. That's just the truth. And that's the problem with the world today. People like the truth. And I think I was like that being young, my first job. Like, I remember them telling me, like, hey, when you come in, you could just do X, Y, Z. I remember they stopped giving me work to do. They said, you just you just sit down there, you know, and like they stopped giving me work to do. And I understand, like, why are they not making me work? You know, it's like, you're a problem. But I get it. Me being old now, I understand, like, it's a headache, bro. Like, it's a summer job. You're here for a few weeks. Why are you causing problems? Like, why are you trying to revolt? You're here for a few weeks in the summertime. It's not even a, a permanent job. It's not a real job. We have a real agenda here. We got a grant. We're helping the city out. We're helping the youth out. And we want you to stay out of trouble. And I think about the trouble that I end up getting in anyway. And it's like, it could have been worse if I didn't have the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we look at things... Um, as, in, in, a, in a present sense, a present form. Um, I just told our cost a little while ago, 20 years. If he, looked at, if he looked at what he did in a present form, he just got tired and stopped, or he didn't take time to learn and grow and, and build and rebuild and regroup and, and, and get better and better and better at what he did, he wouldn't have got that 20 years. Like it's a, it's, life is a marathon. It's not a race. Now, everything in life is like a marathon. And I think growth is a marathon as well. It's not a race. So... Sometimes when people say, you know, you're not old enough to understand or you wouldn't get it or they bring your age up, it's not always a diss. People take it as a diss because they want to grow up faster than what they need to grow up. And it's okay to not be as mature as someone who's 30 plus years old and you're 20, 21, 22. It's okay to, to not be as wise as someone who's 30 plus years old and you're 15, 16, 17. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a slight. The, 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 the reality of all that is, brother, the reality of it is you don't know what you think you know sometimes at that age. Uh, there are a lot of people that are wiser than you at that age. The decisions and things you're going to face, people have faced multiple times, and they know what they're talking about. And in reality, 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 uh, the reality of it is you don't. You haven't faced it. So sometimes it's just people helping you. It's a helping hand saying, hey, look, I've been through this. I've seen this before. Let me show you how you can, let me guide you through this. And it's as simple as that, man. It's not always, that age thing really pisses me off sometimes when people get upset about the age thing because they feel like you're, you're slighting them or you're disrespecting them or you're making them, like, seem like they not, that you're above them or that they're not, they not better or they not, they're not up to par. That ain't that. But being inexperienced is being inexperienced. It's no if and but, no way around it. If you're inexperienced somewhere, you're inexperienced there, regardless of your age, right? But it just so happens sometimes that people that are inexperienced and stuff that life is going to throw at you happen to be young because the, the more you live, the more things get thrown at you. That's just, that's just the bottom line. So somebody that's 40 talking to a 20-year-old, yeah, I mean, damn. They had 40 years of things being thrown at them versus your 20. So, um, yeah, man, I'm going to start the next one. Though. The next one, it says, uh, what did you do with your first paycheck? Why was this important to you? It's the last one we're going to do. Get, get, get out of here. 
Oh, my first paycheck, what did I do with it? Why well, was it important to me? Boom, 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 boom. My first paycheck, I gave half of it to my mom. I remember like it was yesterday, I got my first paycheck was $277. And um, at, at the taxes, it was $277. And I gave, I'm sorry, not half. I gave mom 120 I gave her 120 I kept the rest of it. And uh, I bought me some sneakers. Me and my friends went to uh, Manhattan. I bought some sneakers that I had been wanting for a while. And why was it important to me? Uh, any check, I, any any first check, any big check I've ever gotten, um, the first like 20 something years of my life, um, I always gave them half or a good portion of it, whether it be an income tax check, whether it be a real check, um, my but my school checks, uh, I always hit my mom off with some money uh, just because, you know, it's your mom, for one. Um, she, she bust her ass to do everything she could do for us. Um, and I just felt like it was a, it was the thing to do. Like, me and my mom always been super, super close. And we always been like, like that's my, that's my mom and I'm her son. But it's always been a, kind of like a partnership there for the most part. And she has that relationship with my sister as well. But, like, it's always been some kind of partnership there. So, like, when it comes to money and monetary stuff, like, I always felt like she always did anything she can do to to make sure we had what we had. So if, uh, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a picky person. Like, I don't need a lot of stuff. So me giving my mom half was more important than me getting two pairs of shoes. You know what I'm saying? I didn't need two pairs. I just wanted to give my mom half. Anybody tell you, when I was younger, whether it was working, whether it was doing stuff you should have been doing, anytime I did something to get some money, it was only to get stuff in the house. It was never like for me, like, oh, I need shoes or I want to wear this outfit or I want to have money in my pocket for this. It was always for the necessities. I've always been a, a necessity person. It is very uh, necessary. I have my soda. All my life has been necessary. When I did things sometimes, it was just to make money so I can go to Fred's and get me get me some soda for the house. Or I can make sure some sandwich meat in the house, some bread in the house, some cereal in the house, um, tea bags so I can make tea in the house. Like, it was never to 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 look like something or because the girls like bad boys or nothing like that. I, it's always for necessary reasons. So, um, but yeah, to answer the question though, uh, I gave my mom's half, and that was important to me just because um, you can't ever pay your mom for the stuff she 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 she's done for you, regardless regardless of the situation the situation um, or the relationship you got with your mom, you only get one. So, if the relationship is bad, you know I, I definitely feel for you. Um, I I don't wish that nobody. I wish I think everybody should experience a a loving and healthy uh, relationship with their mom. If not, you know, I definitely feel for you because I can't think of too many things that's that spe- as special as that. Like, and my mom's like, we don't like we we don't we don't argue. <laughs> Me and mom don't argue, but you know, we, we might get irritated with each other. I show my irritation differently. She shows us differently, but we don't argue. We don't we don't. We don't bitter. We don't go. We don't bicker back and forth. We don't fight. Um, never have. Uh, we just feel our way and we we be over it the next day. But we got a really really healthy loving relationship, and she always uh, 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 big me up, uh, lifted me up, um, made me feel like I was somebody. I was gonna be somebody, even when I when I felt like I was nothing. Uh, my mom always had this uh, you know idea of like yo, like she always had a way of. You know, lifting you up, building you up, and you can't, you can't, you can't pay for that. You know what I'm saying? You can't buy that. Um, that's genuine. That's real love. And, and my mom always did that, and she showed me she loved me. I never had to go into the world thinking like I'm not loved. I never had to. I never felt unsafe with her. 
Um, I never felt like, you know, if she was around, I had to watch out for this and watch out for that. Uh, you know, never, never. So uh, that's why, you know, anything I've ever had, if, if, if I had to give her something of it, it was fine, fine me. And I know she would do the same if, and some. So, but it's always important to me to, you know, make sure mom was taken care of because we was all we, we was all we had, you know. And I'm not making this a, uh, you know, didn't have a dad or this, that type of story because I had a dad, you know. But at, at the same time, for a long time, uh, we was all we had. And so um, my, my immediate family would, would definitely tell you that we all close. My aunt, my cousin, like we look at each other like brother, sister. Even though we cousins, just like that because we was all we had. And um, yeah, so my mom gave him a half of my check. And then the shoes that I bought, the sneakers that I bought, it was just so Air Force Ones, the, the classics, you know what I'm saying? Uptowns, um, were all white and I mean all black. Back then, if you had black on, it didn't mean you could fight. It just meant you had all black. But I just wanted them because I never had them, and I was I had money, and I was like, yo, I never really been in a spot where I could just get something I wanted. So the first time I got a chance to just get something I wanted, I I got it, you know, and that was it. I didn't go crazy buying a bunch of shoes and all like that. Um, I got them at a good deal, uh, and. That's that's why you know I did, and the rest of the rest of the money I had, I, I I um so I spent this, so in New York, I know uptown cost like eighty five dollars now, so but in New York, um people like this, they would steal from the trucks, so you steal from the from the street truck whatever, and this what happened, the guy lived next to me was well connected with a lot of things, I ain't gonna say everything's connected, but a lot of things right, definitely a lot of crime things, and he was he had just so happened like yo, I got this shoe truck coming, um stop me a minute. You gonna have a trunk full of shoes. Get at me today, cause I might run out. Tell you, tell your homeboys, whatever. Cool. We all went. We all went. We all went over there. Got some shoes. I got the shoes from them. Paid like forty dollars for them. So you know, if you, if you gonna do a math breakdown, I said I had two seventy seven, right? I gave mine one twenty. So one hundred take away two seventy seven is one seventy seven. So what I had, what one fifty seven, I guess you could say. So take forty of that. You know, I had uh, bought the shoes. So now I got what? Let's, let's just say I got one forty, one ten left. Um, for the next two weeks, got paid every two weeks. I just rationed out, so I took I took a certain amount of money, and then I rationed out for two weeks how, how much money I was gonna spend per day, and that's how I did it. That's how I went to the next check. I didn't save none of it. Like my first check, I didn't save none. <laughs> I didn't save none of it. But honestly, saving is hard when you when you when you poor. So, um, I probably could have saved some, but I didn't. And then, uh. That was that really. Like, so I just, I just, I spent all of it. That was that's how I spent it. Each day, I, I bought Chinese food or pizza or something like that, um, and I lent out zero dollars. So, shout out to me for escaping a black community. Let me hold twenty dollars, man. I ain't got it. I only could spend seven dollars a day, <laughs> and I already bought my pizza. But uh, yeah, man, that's nothing allowed, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, shout out to Colin Clay, 20 years of excellence, 20 years of black excellence, 20 years of dominance, 20 years of of, of creating, 20 years of headaches, 20 years of everything that 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 comes with uh commitment and determination. So shout out to you. Um shout out to everybody watching, anybody watching the podcast. Um yeah, we out, man. One more password. We out more than the master podcast. We out. I'm gonna talk slow one day, I guarantee you. I don't know when, but I'm gonna do it one day.